Worth, your host, coach, and professor that founded Worth Results to help people maximize their potential and achieve what they want out of life. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that many people think about when they are job hunting, the option of distant or dream. So put away all your distractions and focus on today's lesson. Please and thanks because this podcast class is now in session. Welcome back, everyone. So I gave you a bit of a cryptic title today, just because I think it's just better to hear what this is all about as I'm talking through it. Distance or dream is one of the ultimate choices people make sometimes several times in their working life while they're job hunting. It's about whether they sacrifice driving a distance of, say, an hour and a half to have a job they really, really want over being closer to home and only driving, say, 10 minutes. Now, this was recently the topic of conversation at my networking group meeting this past week, and I was really interested in hearing what most of the people attending had to say. Just about all of them said they would take the long commute to drive to their dream job over having a job they, they don't really love, but having a short drive. Let's work out all the pros and cons of this decision, shall we? Because I think in talking with students and people in various areas, this decision can be difficult and sometimes is likely to change with individual tastes, circumstances, and situations. Many of you looking at this choice of what should I do next as it relates to work face this question when you're job hunting or even just thinking about your own personal situation. For me, time is money. So if I can save time traveling, then I can do other things. Now, did that sound believable? It should, because I actually believe that, but not as it relates to work. I've traveled hours to work at jobs I wanted. One of my first big breaks into the workforce was in Toronto, and I lived in Trenton. For those of you that haven't Googled Trenton to Toronto yet, I'll break it down for you. I had to wake up and be on the road for 5.30 a.m. to drive an hour and a half to catch the GO train in Whitby for 7.20, which arrived at the Danforth station for around 7.45 to then catch a bus up to work to start work for 8 a.m. And I did that every day for 10 months and through the winter. And I didn't miss a day. Now I'm done patting myself on the back. But we finally moved to Whitby after those 10 months. And then I just took that same GO train, which is basically driving to the GO and then getting there, you know, 45 minutes for an 8 a.m. start. I've also lived in Cambridge and drove to Mississauga, which is about a 45-minute drive just to take that GO train to downtown Toronto, again, which is another 45 minutes train ride or so. And then I'd walk a few blocks to work. And then we moved closer to Oakville, but it was still about an hour commute. The point I'm trying to make is that when we're younger, what some of us are willing to do is very different than what we'll do when we're older. Now, the first job I was talking about, I was in my 20s, and it was my first big job. So obviously, I was willing to do anything. The second job I talked about, I had two kids and was in my 30s. Today, I wouldn't choose driving a long distance. Oh, wait a minute. I do drive an hour and a half to work at Sheridan College, so there you go. I guess not much has changed for me. My son drives an hour and a half for a job he loves, 
and that he also believes will help him build the career he wants to have. Now, would he prefer not to drive that far? Sure. But when we move further away from that job, he didn't stop doing it. He did stop another job that he felt wasn't worth the drive, but this one he kept. So you may be thinking if you're younger with less responsibility, you can afford to take that time to do that. And that very well may be true. But let's look at the factors that make that drive to the job that you want to have more palatable. How much are you making to offset the cost and the time of the trip? Especially with gas prices being what they are right now, right? (laughs) Well, again, sometimes it isn't about the money. It's about the experience. What will that do for you personally? What will that do for your job or your career? Will it get you on the right path? Is it a launch pad for the career you want? There's a lot of different factors because many people choose the job they want with a great distance. But let's talk about the benefits of being close to work and choosing a job that is close to where you live. When I was working for the bank, we would lose good people all the time to another branch or area because it was close to where they lived. And no amount of conversation or objection handling would offset that choice for them. Many managers lost great people that way, and we all said the same thing. You can't compete with location. It was just too easy for them to drive 10 minutes to work. They could go home for lunch. They could be in the community where they're living, close to everything they need. It happened all the time. There are many geographical areas where driving 10 to 15 minutes to work is the norm, not the exception. In fact, many people would only look for jobs inside a 20-minute driving radius. And for those people, that just makes perfect sense. And I don't want to drive any longer than I have to. It is too much wear and tear on the car. It would cost too much in time or gas to go any further. And I'll just take what I can find in order to stay close by. Now, of course, if you have other timing constraints, commitments with kids, family, pets, that may make that decision easier. But if you don't, I'm not quite sure I understand that choice. Well, of course, someone like me wouldn't understand it. Look what I've done my entire working career and still continue to do so. But that's the point. I don't know why people who don't have any responsibility or extreme ties to continue to live and work in that same area if the jobs are not to their liking. I don't understand it. In a lifetime, it's estimated we spend over 84,000 hours working. And if we don't enjoy what we do, isn't that more a waste of time? Do you want to look back on your life and say, I didn't like what I did, but I saved money and I was close to home? Now, the work-life balance advocates are out there saying, wait a minute, being close to home and not spending time in the car to go to work. What about all those hours and the time I save not traveling to work? I can spend doing things I really enjoy. And the money I save in gas, etc. I can spend traveling the world for enjoyment, not work. Absolutely, those are important points. As long as you're spending that time doing what you enjoy and loving outside of work, then that sacrifice makes perfect sense. The other part I didn't mention is not only the wear and tear on the car, but what about the wear and tear on the body? Right now, we're in an inactivity crisis. The three hours people would spend going to work doesn't help their body. 
Usually being in the car that long doesn't promote the best posture while you're driving, and that can take a toll. I found this interesting statistic. If physical inactivity were completely eliminated in Canada, we would theoretically increase life expectancy and save 21,340 lives that are lost prematurely each year, which is about 10.3% of the total deaths among adults. Isn't that interesting? This moves into the old adage of work to live or live to work. Driving a long commute to do what you love is a live to work philosophy. And being within 10 minutes for a job to get money is about working to live. Now, bring the pandemic and COVID into the mix. And from that creates the best of both worlds, working from home. But working from home existed long before the pandemic, but it created the opportunity to allow more people in more industries working from home than ever before. Farming, hobby, or craft businesses, just to name a few, were examples where people worked from home before the pandemic. Looking at some statistics, I found some interesting facts from the states and then from Canada. And for the states, honestly, it was a country that didn't really take the pandemic all that seriously. So for them, between 1980 and 1990, their U.S. Census Bureau had 3.4 million people working from home. In the 2000 census, nearly 4.2 million, or 3.2% of American workers, worked where they lived. Since then, the American Community Survey did a five-year estimate documenting a continuous rise. By 2020, over 11 million people, or 7.3% of the U.S. labor force, reported their primary job is mostly performed at home. During the pandemic, their estimate was 27.6 million people, primarily working from home nationwide, 17.9% of the employees. It does not look like it has decreased much after that. For Canada, it's quite similar. Percentage of Canadians working most of their hours from home has more than tripled since the mid-2010s, increasing from 7.4% in May 2016 to 24.3% in May 2021. So while it was out there before the pandemic, it certainly wasn't as prevalent as it is now. So what does all that mean? That you can have your cake and eat it too? Perhaps. Does that mean that you can ask employers when you're looking for your dream job? Is it possible to do the job remotely? That's where all of people's minds are going right now. Now you can look not only at a one to one and a half hour commute to work, now you can look across time zones and provinces to work. That does open up new employment opportunities and new employment options. However, I just want to say this one thing to you. Don't let that focus be the end-all be-all. Meaning, still see the great opportunities that you can apply for as just that. Great opportunities. Don't limit yourself to saving money or time or stopping you from experiencing something great. And yes, moving is always an option. Moving so you're closer to your job is a great experience too. Don't be afraid to drive or move to seek something so pleasurable and important. If you can't move, then 
Can the job be done remotely even part-time? Or if there's a way you can carpool or consider doing the drive, just say for six months, try it on for size. I can provide numerous examples of people that have moved for a job they love, across Ontario even. I know others that do it remotely some of the days and drive in for other days. And I know some that are just in their area because they want to stay there. There are all sorts of examples. I see a lot of people just wanting remote work now, maybe because it's convenient. Maybe it is because they have other commitments that they feel this is the best option for them. But I think that limits you from a great experience. I have a niece who I love very much, and she just keeps looking in the area where she is. But honestly, her and her boyfriend are miserable. The opportunities are out here for them, but stopping them. Fear of the unknown. I get it. But as I mentioned in previous other lessons, don't ever let fear stop you. Go for the joy. Shoot for the dream. Get that dream job. Remember, 84,000 plus hours working. For me, even in the short term, I think it's worth the trip. That's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I know there are a lot of choices out there and so happy you spent your time with me. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a lesson. If you want to talk about your own story or have a specific question to be answered next time, head over to worthresults.com and connect with me. I would love to hear from you. See you next time.